gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe here in this great hall of justice. Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. So what uh what is this place anyway? Is this some type of fancy DMV? Are you kidding? It's the Hall of Justice. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, bub. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice. This is episode 320 and uh, our first podcast of the month of February. Thanks to all the support we had uh, from January and all of, of course, the years prior, but uh, we've got big plans for February, a lot of great content coming out, and uh, we're going to try to talk to some of the key people involved in that. Uh, with that, The Flash embarks on season nine. Uh, we weren't sure there was going to be a season nine when we last had this gentleman on the show, but uh, The Flash has announced that they are going to have one final season, and it's going to be 13 episodes airing on the CW before they start doing golf tournaments and everything else that's under the sun, <laughs> we, we will have that. But for now, this is the uh, the kind of the, the send-off for the Arrowverse and everything that uh, the DC fan has kind of seen a- as well. Eric Wallace has been the showrunner of The Flash since season six. He was with us last season when we weren't sure if it was ending then. It was such an insightful episode that when they announced season nine, this was the guy we had to have back on the show. Eric Wallace is back with us now. Eric, first of all, thanks so much. I know you're you're in the midst of uh, getting everything ready to ready to roll. This must be both an exciting but a tense time as well, huh? It is not not necessarily tense. It's more um, it's very emotional time for us, I would say, because we're all the the writers, the actors, the crew, everybody, you have studio network, everybody. We're all we're coming to the end of a wonderful, wonderful journey, and it's very exciting. It's very exciting, but it's also bittersweet because we all love the show so much, and alas, all good things must come to an end. Uh, so we just want to finish strong and honor the show's legacy and honor our wonderful fans who've been with us for you know nine years now and really give them the best possible send-off that we can so now i wouldn't use tense i would just call it a little bittersweet because for every cool thing we do you know talking to the writers and we're we're now as we're having this conversation writing the series finale i guess I keep wow. saying season finale, but I have to get yeah, used yeah. to saying series finale. It's very weird. Uh, it's um, it's strange. It's it's emotional. There have been tears in the writers' I room in the, in the best way possible. So, yeah. but it's it's at the end of the day, it, it's a good thing. We're gonna finish strong, and I can't wait for everyone to see what we've got in store for season nine. Because a lot of old faces and a lot of surprises. Uh, we'll get into all of that because you're gonna spoil the whole thing for us uh, here <laughs> on, on the show. No, um, no, no, no. <laughs> but let's go. Let's go backwards for a second. Um, towards the end of season eight is when you and I met. The idea of uh, going for one more run, 
you know, for a show about a speedster, I guess that's pun intended. Uh, the, the what was the what was the conversations like uh, that you had? What can you tell us about the process that took us from wrapping last year as opposed to extending for what? in the CW terms has become like a mini season, which is 13 episodes, which is half of what normally comes out. But just this idea that you could have wrapped it up last year. And yet now you get this big send off. Well, first of all, we feel lucky um, that we got to continue on, even if it is for 13 episodes. Um, it's wonderful because we didn't know at the end of season eight, again, when we last talked. So we, we had quite a big uh, wrap-up with Reverse Flash becoming the negative Reverse Flash. Uh, with Barry and Iris, we had to make sure her time sickness was cured. And all, all these crazy things had to be done. And we Put almost in had the same to room together. Yes, yes. And we, <laughs> we kind of had to write two endings, essentially, last year, hoping and praying that we wouldn't have to use the second one. Okay. And it turned out really well. Um, I had always had a three-year plan uh, for, and I use these terms for graphic novels for for the stories. Yep, you talked about describe, that. Right? But to describe season six, seven, and eight, I consider that novel one. Novel one is complete. Like you can sit down and you can watch six oh one all the way to eight twenty, and it's one big epic journey. And I always hoped that I would get the opportunity to tell the second novel which is broken into graphic novel chapters which originally was going to be seasons nine and ten and i was thinking at the time oh it's gonna be great we'll get to 200 episodes it'll be 20 episodes each you know the drill and then we got a little bit of different news that's okay these things happen <laughs> and uh so well, the funny part was hey um if i have to fit all this stuff from two years into one season what do you keep and what do you throw out? So it was a good problem to have. And what you'll see actually in our series finale was actually my original plan for episode 200. I just pulled it all up. That was going to be kind of the end of season 10. Kind of worked out nicely because it was quite bombastic. But it also meant accelerating all of the character emotions and plot lines and story arcs for seasons nine and 10 into just season nine. So a lot happens, quite a lot happens. <laughs> and it's uh, it's pretty emotional, especially in the back half uh, where we have a lot of, I think, old faces again and guest stars and whatnot. And again, no spoilers here or anything, but- Yeah, but Stephen Amell went all over social media and said yes. he's in it, so. <laughs> <laughs> so surprise, <laughs> I think we all know that uh, Stephen Amell is coming back and, and it's ridiculously, uh, ridiculously excited. I was just texting, actually talking to Stephen right before this about the episode, which. And you told uh, him you're about to go on this podcast and that he wants to come on anytime. <laughs> right. Look at this. I Eric will, Wallace gets producer credits. I will mention it to him. He's, that's, not, that's not what we discussed, <laughs> but, uh, but it's funny because uh, even in the early stages of putting 909 together, we knew we had something special once we had Stephen Amell and Danielle Panabaker, I think we, I, I don't know, is that a spoiler? We've had, we've had her on the show. Yeah. Okay, good. Good. Yeah. Um, she's, she's directed the heck out of that episode. Oh, awesome. I am so proud to say I'm so happy. And it's just, 
I mean, I got tears at the end of the episode. I'm not going to lie. I just, I watched the cut yesterday um, and I just, I, I started weeping, you know, it was oh, just, wow. it was just wonderful to see Grant and Steven back together. And I, I hope the fans do a little weeping too. You know, it's, uh, it's going to be something truly, I think, magical that I can't wait to share with everybody. You, I want to play on a couple of things that you said there. Um, the first thing is such a dichotomy from what you said uh, the last time you were on the podcast, where you were talking about the the, the burden of having to stretch storylines across <laughs> 20, 22 episodes. And you, you know, you were talking about season seven and eight and, you know, the COVID year and, and all the different things that had happened. Whereas now it sounds like you're saying, well, we're barely squeezing all this stuff in. We have so much story in 13 episodes. And I, I, I just think from an audience standpoint, the audience is going to say, wow, that's a departure from the last couple of seasons. And that's something that's really, really welcome. You know, we talked about this model now of shorter, shorter runs, you know, eight, 10 episodes mm -hmm. and packing, you know, packing so much of, of, of story into them. And that's kind of, you're getting your wish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it's funny. You're absolutely right. Um, our biggest challenge was figuring out, oh, can we do blank with this character in these 13 episodes? I don't, I don't know if we have room. And as you might imagine, some things hit the, you know, hit the floor sure. that didn't make it in. Um, but what did make it in, I think is, is pretty wild. Now, one thing that's really different, that is a great thing that happened this season is in wrapping up the first novel, that's uh, season six, seven, and eight, we were able to take Barry and Iris on their individual journeys from A all the way to C. And we got to the end, and now the, the plan was always in seasons nine and 10. Um, now they're, what does their adventure look like when they're together 24 seven? Um, well, not only are we doing that, it got accelerated even further when we took seasons nine and 10 and pushed them into and one. Smushed them. Yeah. Yeah. So as, as folks will see in the season premiere in nine Oh one, we're only a week out. Wow. From the, at least from the recording of this, as everyone will see in nine Oh one, um, our season nine premiere, it's all Barry and Iris all the time, having all of the kind of, all of the things that we have been building up to. And that I feel like we've earned now uh, some romance some laughter, some tears, uh, all of those things. And they're in it together from the get-go this season uh, all the way to the end. So it's it's pretty exciting. Yeah, you know, without spoiling anything, I, I did see uh, episode one of season nine, and there's a great uh, little opening uh, scene. I'm not giving any of the plot away, but it's, it's like the characters are talking to the fans and they're saying, we see what you wanted. We see everything... It's almost like a, there's there's dialogue in there that's made for trailers. <laughs> you can see it, and it just looks like that. And it's clearly, it's it, it's almost like the writer the writers and yourself are saying to the fans, "We heard you, we see you, and we raise you." Well, that I think that's a good analogy. Um, by the way, it's not that we didn't want the same things as the audience. It was important to me though that we earned them. We couldn't just. You can't just go out of the gate with kind of where you want to be. You have to take the path to get there story-wise and emotion-wise. And I feel like after season six, seven, and eight, we've earned where we get to in 901, which is a really, again, 
romantic, fun place for Barry and Iris. And, and then it just goes from there. Uh, I, I would say, well, that's a spoiler. I can't say that. Uh, um, <laughs> no, I can't say that. Uh, okay, how do I phrase? Okay, it's not a spoiler. Let's just say when you watch episode 902. Okay, that I haven't seen. all the way. Yeah, watch, watch all the way through the credits. All right. That's not a spoiler. No. But it's a clue. Okay. That's a, that, <laughs> just to see great... how far we've come in four seasons with Barry and Iris, and it's it's actually pretty hysterical. That's a that's a that's a great uh great teaser there. Um, one of the other things that you said we you know we joked about Stephen Amell and his his uh his tweets and his posts and his Instagram and I mean he was flooding it. The uh, the news Which the I entertainment. Love. By the way, no, no, no. But the I news sites had a I pleasure with them. that. You couldn't avoid <laughs> it. Like if you were trying to avoid any surprises, it, it was literally. Mm-hmm. And what it reminded me of is when we had Mark Guggenheim on the podcast, and he talked about how they snuck Ezra Miller in for the crisis, and nobody knew. <laughs> <laughs> and he said that there were paparazzi in the Vancouver airport, and nobody knew. And I think that's incredible. I, I I think that's outstanding. And Stephen Amell is like, well, I see that and I want to do the exact opposite. <laughs> and he told everything, <laughs> including he said something in his posts, and I'm just responding to, to what I saw, is that he's back playing Oliver Queen slash Green Arrow again. And what that has done is it's raised all kinds of speculation because, forgive me, but didn't he die and now I understand it's a comic book yes. show, so comic yes. book deaths happen. But didn't he die in the in in the crisis? <laughs> That's what I kind of remember. Yes. Uh, again, no spoilers here. Oh, but I will say this: the past is the past, and it is set in stone, and nothing changed. So, therefore, in his episode, the question becomes: Well, if he's dead, how can he? be around still and that's that's just the story right there right well but there's all kinds yeah. of possibilities yeah. and yeah you know, i wouldn't expect i don't want it you know you don't want it to be spoiled on a podcast right. i mean i i think the, the advertisers might want it spoiled on a podcast <laughs> but i i, I kind of want to see it and and, and see how it, it evolves um the arrowverse uh there's been so much meant about it uh, DC had their big uh, press powwow, and 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 they talked about how everything is kind of compartmentalized, and the Arrowverse has its own place in the DC lore. But yet, a lot of the shows didn't get finales. You know, Legends and 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 Batwoman and and the like. Um, do you feel either a personal responsibility or outside pressure to kind of uh, pay homage to those shows? because they never got the send off and you have 13 episodes in which you can do a lot of fan service. Oh, there's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I, mean, I can't throw you those little softballs the whole time. No, no. I, I will say this. No, I don't feel uh, pressure personally. Uh, you know, I, it's hard enough to stick the landing on the flash <laughs> after nine. See, that is my focus. Um, am I sympathetic though? to Batwoman fans and Legends fans, of course. Oh my goodness. Um, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned this uh, in, I don't know what interview it was, uh, several months back. I just don't have the bandwidth for, to, <laughs> to wrap up other shows, uh, quite honestly. Um, it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough thing and it's, 
you know, it's it's it hurts me too as a fan of the Arrowverse as much as I would love to do that. Um, but I, it's just not that easy. Plus, people of you know, cast and writers and directors, they've all split and gone their their different ways as they should. Sure. Um, so it's it's wrapping up other shows isn't quite as simple as it might seem, you know. Um, but you know, hope springs eternal. We still haven't shot the final episode. You never know what might yeah, happen. But... That wasn't a denial. That wasn't. Yeah, a, yeah, was, but that was a non-denial denial. That was a non-denial denial. But I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't count on a full wrap-up of Batwoman and Legends on our show because there just simply isn't the bandwidth for it. Um, conversely, um, who knows who's showing up on this season, who and in what roles they might play. Is that vague enough? that's that's, that's exactly that's exactly what it is um tell me tell me from your perspective uh tell me about grant gustin uh i haven't had a chance to meet him yet uh hopefully get him on this year uh as they as they say goodbye to the flash this was a kid who who came in and and you know inherited this mantle but i think only comic book fans really knew who the flash was or you know either that or you're you know one of the select few that saw the john wesley ship series in 1990 um he took that role and uh, ran with it i mean again pun intended um tell me about what his legacy as this iconic comic book character is after this is all said and done Uh, Quite simply, his legacy is he will be the Flash for a certain generation of folks. In the same way that uh, folks my age, Christopher Reeve was Superman for me, because that's the one I saw. No matter who plays him, right. Yeah, and I love Henry Cavill. I love uh, Brandon Routh. I love all versions of Superman. I'm very excited about, uh, you know, Black Superman coming up. You know, hopefully Michael B. Jordan will be taping up in the new dcu i'm very excited about that i can't wait to see that um but because of my age christopher reeve is my superman so you have i think kids teenagers or or people my age who started watching our show 10 years ago nine years ago grant will be a flash for a certain generation that has watched the show for 10 years and that's uh the same thing i think for a new generation which is what uh, Ezra will be doing for new folks uh, when the movie comes out later this year. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's just a passage of time is all that is. And uh, new folks watching, new ch- folks coming to the character. But as far as Grant is concerned, and I'm a little biased, uh, clearly. I hope you would, I hope you would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, working with Grant has just been such a pleasure. And he's such a consummate professional. That's what that's what I wish people could see him at work on the set. If I had any, you know, sure. like get a secret camera and just film it for a take or two. This young man shows up every day prepared, professional, and ready to do his job. And then he elevates it. It is fantastic to watch his preparation, um, the way he takes the the craft of not just the acting part of it, but protecting the character of Barry Allen. He puts so much heart into it. Um, it's just wonderful to see. Uh, I'll miss that, I think, when the show is over, because, again, it's such a delight to write words for someone who 
who comes in and just knocks it out of the park every day. Um, that's been a real pleasure. And I, I do wish if I can get anything across to folks, it's you have no idea how hard this guy's working every day for nine years as the lead of a series, especially when it was 22 or 23 episodes, as it was when I first arrived in season four, Whew, 23 episodes. I remember uh, oh, yeah. shooting 423 in Vancouver in the rain, you know, with a, with a thousand thinkers and director David McWhorter. Uh, that was the height of its powers. Ooh. That show was white it was intense. at that point. It, yeah. it, it was intense. Um, and it was a lot of hard work, a lot of hard work. And that has just, it was like that before. It sure. has continued uh, through the COVID years, as I call them, seasons, <laughs> end of season six, season seven, and all of season eight, and now into the top of season nine. Um, it didn't get easier to make this show after March 2020. It got harder to make an already hard-to-make show. Yet, through it all, you have your lead who's committed, who shows up every day, you know, it, it, and I don't mean just knowing your lines. I mean committed to excellence. Uh, just wonderful. Just wonderful. Can't, I can't say enough great things about it. Um, I, I'm going to take this opportunity to, and you've now done a podcast and a half, and we've known each other for a little bit now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to ask a question that you absolutely can't answer, but okay. I'm, I'm going to ask it anyway because I just, I think the chuckle will be enough. So, my dream for the end of this show is somehow tie into that movie and at some point in that movie reference the show don't have to grant doesn't have to be in it mm-hmm. but just do because if it's the flash and it's multiverse and mm-hmm. you can bounce from world to world to world to world if he could go see michael keaton he could go see grant gus because <laughs> that happened <laughs> yeah and just and and the 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 irony was is around the same time that the flash season nine got announced Mm -hmm. the release date of that movie got moved Mm -hmm. and i said oh because they want to tie up all the loose ends in the flash tv show before they go to the flash movie well uh don't have that's the case no 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 if that's the case it's news to me and i'm being thoroughly honest fully (laughs) transparent no one hopes more that would be amazing. than <laughs> they didn't tell me and Grant snuck off, right? Oh my God. I would love that. That would be amazing. But, but to my knowledge, in all honesty, I, I'm not aware of that. Um, I'm going to go into the, the, the new Flash movie with Ezra, just like everybody else, as someone who's a, as you might imagine, a huge Fantastic. Flash fanatic. I'm not a fan, a fanatic for this character. I love it so much telling flash stories. I can't wait to see the movie. Um, you know, and I asked even I, I'll, I'll give an aside. Yeah. I asked Grant personally. <laughs> I said, Hey, they call you. This is months ago. We were laughing about it. He's like, no, they didn't call me. I said, if they called you, would you tell me? I don't know. I said, that's a fair answer. You know, that, that's fair. You that's know, fair. so, yeah, and I, I don't I don't blame anybody. I don't I don't really worry about it. I'm too stuck in let's stick the landing for season nine. I haven't read any coincidences into anything. I, I get the I get the theory though. Sure. Um uh never say never, but not to my knowledge. That's the honest answer. I, be, I know nothing about that. That'd be uh, absolutely incredible. Uh, you mentioned uh going back to the legacy. 
How does Tom Cavanaugh fit into this season? Or can you not? <laughs> well, well, you hear me he, laughing. Well, well, the reality is, is as much as, as Jesse Martin and, and Candace Patton, I mean, uh-huh. the, the, the originals, you know, you yeah. mentioned Daniel Panabaker. The originals yeah. are, are, are a part of the legacy of this show. Mm-hmm. So is he. Yes. Uh, He's been 13 yeah, um, different guys, but, you know, still. I know. I, well, I've said it. I've said it many times. You can't end the flash without seeing Tom Cavanaugh okay. at some point. The question is, where will he show up? <laughs> and when? Right. And when? Uh, yeah. So I'm not. I'm not going to go any farther than that. But I think if you you can't see my face, this is a no, podcast. That's, that's, that's good. But you can hear it in my voice. Uh, don't worry. It's all. Good. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um. The, the Flash has existed on Netflix, and I believe it lasts for a little bit longer uh, mm-hmm. once the run comes to an end, and then it will revert, and whatever the app is, you know, HBO Max is going to be called something else at some point, mm-hmm. and it'll, it'll be there. And, you know, we talked to Jeff Johns recently about Stargirl and just the idea that Stargirl is hitting new audiences now with its proliferation on HBO Max. What about this idea that we live in an era where people can be exposed to this show? And if you're if you weren't a fan on the initial CW run, you really can catch up because it's all right out there. I mean, that didn't exist for shows that you and I were watching growing up. If you missed a show, you either had to catch on or 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 maybe see it on video at some point. But, you know, if if somebody says, wow, this this flash show, I hear a good buzz about this you can find it and you can see it and it's out there. Well, um, I don't know where it's going to end up, but I do, I'm very optimistic that it will live on. Um, It's nine seasons of really quality television in my humble opinion. (laughs) If you do so, Um, so yourself. Yes. Yes. Um, But in all, in all seriousness, um, I don't know where it's home will end up being. Um, but I whatever I do, it's called, it'll it'll be there. It'll be somewhere. Yeah, it'll be somewhere. It'll be somewhere. And I do hope uh new I do think new fans will come to it and discover it. Uh if for nothing else because of Grant's just incredible performance. You know, in the same way that I think there were folks who didn't see Superman the movie perhaps the first time. Sure. And they heard about it. Yeah. And Superman two came out. They flocked to that movie and made it in some ways an even greater success than the first one. I don't, I don't know box office wise what the numbers were. Sure. Certainly, as a young person watching it, I loved two more than I loved one because I thought it was the most spectacular thing right, ever. Right. And and you brought in some new folks. I think there. I think same thing. Hopefully, will happen with with our show. There's been so many great writers, producers, directors, uh, cast members, crew members. So many people behind the scenes, the the, you know, the executives at both Warner Brothers and CW who were there at the beginning, who've been working on and supporting the show from day one. And it's not just, when I say legacy and Grant's legacy, it's not just their legacy. I mean, it's not just Grant's legacy, uh, although he's obviously a huge part of it. It's it's sure. all of the, the legacies of all the wonderful people who've worked on this show from day one. And for them, uh, I, I think, yeah, I think it will survive and thrive. And I think that's something that they 
will also be able to be proud of. Listening to you uh, say that, I'm reminded of a story that happened. Um, a friend of mine who actually lives in my town, who's in his 40s. I mean, not yeah. a not a young guy, not an old guy. He's in, in middle age, 40, 40 years old. Um, heard our podcast and said, how do I watch this flash? And he had never oh, seen that's it. That's great. And that's I said, great. it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix. And I think he's through season five. Oh, and he's great. been what he's been binging it like we watched it and i remember he um <laughs> i mean this isn't something i should joke about but he got covid and he was mm. stuck in his house for 10 days mm. or whatever it was and mm -hmm. he saw a whole season of the flash because you know on netflix they're fast you know they, mm -hmm. they, they come at you they go right after the one after the other and it's a it's a it's a very bingeable show mm -hmm. i think that you know you and mm -hmm. i watched it as it came out you know on the on the weeks right. um I right. remember I did that with uh, Batwoman. It was just, you know, it was a busy time. And I said, I want to mm -hmm. watch it all at once. And I saw Batwoman season three when it went mm -hmm. to HBO Max, like on a on, in like 10 days. And mm -hmm. it's it's a really cool experience to see it. Not to say that people aren't going to see it on the CW in season nine here, but I just think the show lives on through this mm -hmm. stuff way mm -hmm. past your guys ending. Mm -hmm. I hope so. Again, that's, that's the legacy we're we're hoping for, um, and it's what we we don't think about it consciously. Obviously, when we're putting stories together, or when you're on set, you're trying to you're on set, you're trying to make your day as a director or as the producer on set or as the cast or or whatever. But when we go home, perhaps, or on the weekend when we have a little downtime, you you do think, wow, that was a good scene we put together on Friday, or oh, X episode came out. It's just a special. We can feel it all we we really hope that connects not just when it airs on the cw we're on wednesday nights now and not tuesdays hence the right. i think the title of 901 is kind of an in joke but i think it's oh, got yeah, a rather yeah. obvious just put it, that two and two together yeah there you go see it's like we we well, have because, some fun too yeah but as a cord cutter i see it the next morning anyway ah oh, you know what i mean sorry. so so <laughs> Like I, when's it on? It's it's on when I press play. <laughs> that's, right. that's how it's on. Uh, but right. yeah, I, I I totally now I I, I connect the, the the dots for that. Um, <laughs> it, it's it's truly remarkable. Um, I know that your goal, and I think the CW's goal is to have this be uh, appealing to a mass audience. But how much of a reward, as we wrap this this puppy up, how much of a reward? Will season nine be for the people who watched since season one and haven't missed a beat? There's people listening to this podcast that are going to say, I've stuck with you guys for 150 some odd episodes, 23 a year. I've been that fan. How much of a reward is season nine for that person slash people? Well, I can't speak for those people. Uh, I can only, you know, posit and hope. No, I just imagine I those are the people listening to this. But I will say this. Um, I went back and watched season one. The whole staff went back and watched season one. Oh, get out. And we found a lot of things that, must we say, never got paid off or addressed. Get you out. may be surprised at some of the small little details yeah, yeah. here and there. That we felt, oh, how did they, how did we never address that? Oh, we we got to answer that question. That was consciously done in on a few, not not dozens, but uh, two or three, four or five 
very specific things that we went in and said, oh, we got to answer this. We got to we got to solve this or this thing has been hanging for nine years. We have to we have to play to that and make sure we give it closure. I will also say it was one of my goals even before rewatching season one because I have such good memories as a fan. You know, I was on a different I was on Teen Wolf at the time when mm-hmm. Flash season one was airing. So I was working on Teen Wolf and watching Flash when I could, you know. Sure. Is um it was very important for me to bring back a few very specific season one faces wow. into season nine and to do it in ways that I hope are surprising and I hope are unexpected, but also I think are going to be very emotionally fulfilling. So uh, I I can posit that, uh, and this is my hope, that someone who's been watching since day one, season one, and turns on season nine of the show, yeah, I I think you're going to be, I think you're going to be very happy. Very, very happy. Especially, again, no spoilers, the closer we get to the end. I will only leave it at that. I'll only leave it at that. You know, I like a good series finale, my friend. I'm not just a fan of The Flash, our show. I'm a fan of television in general. It's something I take very seriously. It's something that I I study. You know, I look back at my own favorite series finales. And some of the ones that I I thought were just, they hit it out of the park phenomenally. And I kind of studied what I felt they did so well. What's what's an example of a show that you love the season finale, the series finale? season season five series finale of angel that's perfect wow that is a perfect series finale i cried when i watched it i loved it so i was so sad when angel got canceled i was so bummed that's a perfect series finale in in my opinion um which will give you some insight into yeah (laughs) that tells me tells me something about you yeah 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 um so that's that's one of the ones I I ended up rewatching amongst others, uh, but that's the one that comes to mind immediately. I always say the best series finale that I can think of is uh, Quantum Leap, the original Quantum yeah. Leap. Yep, and it mm-hmm. just bookends the whole thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. just it, it bookends the whole thing. Doesn't try to do too much or too little, and it mm-hmm. uh, it it just it it I don't know. It just that, that that's ex- when we talk about series finales, that's what goes through my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say that's a really good example of what I'm going for in this series finale. We're not okay. trying to do too much. We're just trying to bookend season one with season nine. I, I think that is a fair, accurate statement. Well, well uh, I, on behalf of the audience of the Hall of Justice podcast, I can say we can't effing wait. This is this is going to be fantastic. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, the week that is this is released, it'll be uh, next week, Wednesday, February 8th at 8 o'clock Eastern and Pacific on the CW. Yes, it's still a thing. The CW, uh, the final season of The Flash premieres. And if you're like me and you see it on the CW app or Hulu or whoever, you get your uh, you get your flash. It'll be on in the days uh, and, and to follow. And uh, we will be covering it extensively here on the podcast uh, as, as we have for a number of seasons now. Uh, we've watched the show to the beginning. I remember on this podcast when we had Zack Snyder, <laughs> we had Zack Snyder on the podcast. And, you know, the thing that got all the headlines and the thing that, that went nuts is he ripped Superman fans. 
that's a that's a pretty well documented thing. He he uh, he ripped Superman fans, and it got written up in Variety, and you know, mm. we had half half a million listeners, and it was a crazy podcast. But the question I asked right before that is, why mm. would you cast somebody different? You have a Flash in Grant Gustin, mm. <laughs> and that was in 2016. So to think mm. all through these years. We have kind of lived on this on this podcast at least. We've been big supporters of the of the show, and I'm not kissing your ass. You've already been on the show. Um, it, the Flash was a it was a seminal show of this generation. There's no secret about it. Well, uh, thank you for saying that, and, and and that's thank you on behalf of all the people who started the show before I even got there. Yeah, um, I've just tried to to keep it going and maybe elevate it a little bit, take it some different directions, and pay a few things off and uh, for all of y'all who have been watching since day one i really hope you enjoy not just season nine as a whole but where we end up in our series finale which is oh it's crazy uh, we picked the right <laughs> week to talk to you oh, i can see. yeah it's it's nuts um That's but awesome. in the best way in the best way and there will be not just chills and thrills uh, but tears and daffodils. Lot, lot isn't that the Prince song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. who doesn't love Prince? Thrills and daffodils. Uh, yeah, I love Prince. Uh, no Prince songs in the in the series finale. Sadly, that's Let's Go Crazy. But I'm not playing it because I don't want to get flagged by Spotify. Uh, nonetheless, Eric Wallace. Uh, again, how can people find you online? We had the whole conversation about Twitter the last time <laughs> you were on. It's uh, it's still around. It's still a cesspool, but uh, it's uh, it's it's still there. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, that's still the best way uh to best find way me. to find people yeah yeah uh just um i'm there on the twitter although i don't i don't really access this uh, i've been so busy quite frankly sure. oh, this yeah. last season i kind of decided consciously to put my head down and just focus on the work for these last 13 uh but yeah twitter twitter's the way i thank you pro profusely for coming on the show we're looking forward to the premiere next week and then again if you're listening to this podcast in the future i hope he pays off all the little teases that he gave uh, <laughs> you never know when people consume podcasts um but uh, let's uh, let's do this again uh when we when we put a bow on this and, and and everything's out in the open and we can talk about how you uh you wrapped up what the, what has become an iconic series that sounds great uh we'll see you then and thanks for the support as always and uh, have a great day that's Eric Wallace, and again, The Flash premieres on February 8th. That's episode one. 13 episodes make up season nine as they wrap up the ninth run of this, this show. I keep saying run, and it's a show about a guy who runs. And Wednesdays just, this year, not Tuesdays. Wednesdays Wednesday. on CW. New Wednesdays night. New on night. the CW. That's right. New night. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, like when we were the 80s. You know, family time know. moves to Thursdays. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. That's Eric Wallace. We will see you next week. We're talking Legion of Superheroes with Zeno Robinson. He plays Invisible Kid. It's a great film. We'll see you next week. Believe it or not.